there, romance nerds. Today, I've got a slam dunk of an episode for you. <laughs> if you've ever wanted an episode where I talk about something I barely have any knowledge about and I am terrible at in real life, <laughs> this is going to be right up your alley. This should be pretty hilarious, honestly. So let's get our heads in the game and score! Gotta get your, get your, get your head in the game. Gotta get, 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 get no, your head in the game. No, that's not the music we need. Real music! Hey there, romance nerds. I'm Jen. And I'm Jackie. We're two librarians from Nopal in upstate New York, and you're listening to Raging Romantics. In this podcast, we like to think a little too deeply about romance books. If you're into theory, history, and raging about romance landia, then you should stick around. Please be advised that some of the things we talk about may not be suitable for younger listeners. Content warnings for episodes are available in the show notes. Jen, are you ready? Oh, I'm ready. All right. Let's Let's rage! Jen. Hey, Jackie. (laughs) Why was the tiny ghost asked to join the football team? I know, he was like a little spooky. They needed a little team spirit. Ah! <laughs> that one's pretty good. Thank you. Thank Beautiful you way to end our spooky season and get into our new season. Oh, yeah. boy. It's the holiday season. <laughs> so anyway, thank you guys for joining us on yet another episode of Raging Romantics. <sighs> So we joke a lot about somehow still being here, but in the (laughs) middle of this holiday season, I do truly want to thank everyone for letting us actually be here. Thank you to our listeners for still listening to us, and thank you so much to Nopal for not firing us. Mm. I feel very lucky that I can rant away with Jackie into a microphone in an empty building, and we create something really cool instead of something really creepy. (laughs) So I don't want to get too sentimental (laughs) since we're not quite at the end of the year yet, but Jackie and I have had some amazing episodes. We've gotten to talk to like awesome authors and people we got to present at a statewide library conference so i'm just feeling a little mushy in this moment i'm feeling a little grateful so that is why i want to give back to our beloved romance nerds with what i hope is going to be a funny gift to get you started off right on the final leg of your holiday season guys there is this conflict that lives within me (laughs) that i want to be honest about with you today I absolutely hate sports. No, but you I don't f- say. But I freaking love sport romances. <laughs> <laughs> They're amazing. It's really embarrassing to admit that out loud, both parts of that statement. But like Jackie said, I imagine I probably don't give off jock vibes to you guys. So maybe it's not too much of a surprise. I'm not going to speak for Jackie, but the stereotype for me is true. My hatred of sports is 100% because I've always been bad at them. It would come close to flunking gym class in school. Yeah, no, I was not good. I'm sorry. (laughs) I was the kid in school the serious gym people would yell at. Oh, no. I don't know if you had those people that just took a game of dodgeball way too seriously. I was those people. I'm so sorry. Oh, my God. You're annoying. I'm so sorry. I'm too competitive for my own good. It's dodgeball. But you have to win. Oh, my God. We were playing against other seventh graders. This explains our personalities yeah. so much. It's a huge disappointment to my parents, who are always very active and liked that sort of thing. So I don't know where this inability comes from. <laughs> uh, my mother would try to teach me basketball, and I would get the ball slammed into my own face. She didn't do it. I did it to myself. <laughs> my dad signed me up for tennis lessons, and I either hurt myself with the racket, or I would slam the ball too hard and hurt somebody else. <laughs> he also signed me up for sailing lessons, and I capsized the boat. Which it's not it wasn't a big boat if that helps. It was well, like no, a little, it's like a little learning sailboat. It was like a little but cute one. Still terrifying. Shoot, I know how to swim. It's fine. Okay. 
a gym class was a nightmare. I am just not a coordinated person. Yeah. I am someone who does not like sweating or much movement or I really don't like teamwork. I have seen you garden and I have seen you mow your lawn and that yeah, involves know. a lot of activity. And that's so. why I don't do it anymore. <laughs> this is true. That's why I gave it true. up. That's why I embraced weeds. <laughs> I'm almost positive Jackie has definitely seen me walk into doors and desks before. Yes. I just never learned an appreciation for sports and now I avoid sports and movement at all costs. <laughs> This is what happens when you have bad gym teachers, I guess. You know yeah, what I mean? True, true. But I have read almost 100 sports romances. Wow. I finally gave up counting them on my Goodreads shelves because I decided I didn't really want to know the actual number. Oh, but why not? I just got kind of embarrassed after a while. Oh. Of like, here I am. I would probably beam myself with a baseball bat and I've got all this baseball player. I don't even know what the players are. Like, the... There's infield, outfield. I think that's the most knowledge. Don't I ask me have. about baseball. I know nothing I don't know. about baseball. I have no idea. So today, I have decided I wanted to take some time to explore what it is that attracts me about sports because it's just never really felt like the right time mm. in previous episodes. And I want to say up front too, no shade to people who are sports fans like like Jackie. <laughs> so we'll see how this goes. I feel like I can learn a lot from you guys. But for me, when I was researching, I just didn't see a lot of people writing about this subgenre who were like, I hate sports. But love the athlete. So I kind of wanted to present like my anti-sports fan perspective and see if we can come in the middle. Interesting. It'll be really okay. nice. Okay. I do have to thank my coworker Thomas for leading me <laughs> down this direction. When hey, we Thomas. were Thomas. Yes. Hi, Thomas. We were making fun of Tom Brady this week <laughs> and it occurred to me, oh, this could be a hilarious episode if number one, I don't actually educate myself on sport rules. <laughs> I think it'll be really funny if I share embarrassing stories about myself, which I have already done. You're welcome. <laughs> and slip in some Tom Brady shade, because while I do not understand sports, I really want to try to understand what makes chasing a ball down a fake lawn more appealing than your supermodel multimillionaire wife. Okay, but seriously. 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 Though. seriously. Come on. Seriously. Giselle. I don't get it. Good for her, but like, it's weird. Yeah. He is a weirdo. I'm sorry. Well, so, it's perfect that it's following our witch episode, too. Yes, and she might be a witch. Because she might be a witch. <laughs> and she's like, yeah, I did all these spells, and now mm. they're all coming back at Good. him. I hope she sucks his youth out. It's like we did this on purpose, mm-hmm. and we tied things together, because we totally <laughs> plan things ahead. There's always a beautiful flow somehow. Yes. Yeah, so please share your sports corrections to RagingRomantics at Noble.org. I still have a lot of questions maybe you guys can help clear up for me. Like, why do Syracuse fans get so mad at me when I don't remember how to say John Boheme's name? Like, what, like, who cares? See, look at you. You're acting like I kicked a puppy. No, not who quite that much, but he's such a foundational part of the cultural zeitgeist for us How? here in Syracuse. You weren't it's raised so in the Qs. So. I wasn't. You know, but I was raised close to Penn State in Pennsylvania. And I know nothing and, like, about that Penn too State. Is so, so weird. But that was, like, just such a cultural feature, even though Penn State's, like, middle of the state. I lived all the way to the to the, the west. Yeah. Uh, I was in college when the Joe Paternal stuff happened, so I was especially like, why are we... See, and I'm like, who's that? this guy so much. that It was, like, a whole sex okay. abuse scandal. It's very oh, sad. Okay. We're not going to bring the mood down <laughs> okay. for that. <laughs> it is very sad. So please don't kick me out of central New York for not knowing Boheem. Boheem. How is that? I hate English. That's not like, like, Boheem. Jeez. And it's Jim Boheem. An... Oh, oh I, got the... I got the J. It's fine. Yeah, I don't, I don't want to get sent I already got my degree. They can't take it away from me. That's true. So now that we all know how I feel, but let's establish Jackie's goalposts. Hey, there you go. There Did you I go. Did I do that right? Did yeah. I do that right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so Jackie, are you a sports fan? Does your horse stuff count as sports? Or am I actually like am I actually in the presence of a real athlete right now? 
I was a Division One NCAA collegiate athlete wow. on an almost full ride scholarship at no a major idea. SEC school. Thank you very much. I know. What did you play? Equestrian. I rode oh, horses. Oh, oh, oh. And yes, horses are a sport. They do count. Well, I know the British consider them a sport, but yes. I wasn't sure if like everybody else Listen, did. Listen, if they can consider NASCAR a sport. No, that's right. NASCAR, though, is kind of cool because you have to. It's like they the turn dri- left. The dri- No, but the driver is not the real athlete. It's really the people who are like parking okay, the yes. car. Okay, yes. The guys go. Yeah, those They're guys. the athletes. They're the athletes. I don't care about Dale Earnhardt. Yeah, no. And no. I will get tarred and feathered going back to the Poconos having said that. <laughs> My dad will yell at me, too. It's fine. Yeah, I don't care. <laughs> Okay, so you do have a little yes. bit of experience. Are there any sports you're like a fan of that you're into? I like me some college football. Oh, okay. <laughs> college, I will really okay. sit down and I'll watch any sport. Mm-hmm. I might not understand every sport, and I get really bored watching like baseball and golf. Mm-hmm. But I like me some uh, some football. Like I said, okay. some soccer. I can go for some soccer. Is there a difference between the college football and like a professional football? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So college football is fun to watch, mm-hmm. and it gets very. I don't know. It just feels a little more like real football, I guess, where areas there's a lot of people who consider pro football. People don't yell at me. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> to be all scripted. Really? Oh, yeah. Okay. The thing that always bothered me about pro football is why should I care about these teams if the people who play for the teams are not from the area? Yeah. So at that point, it's not, it's like a hometown team, but it's like a Frankenstein team of all these people from all over the world. It's not just like hometown hero of Philly raised up and yeah. is such a great football. He's like in California. Yeah. So I don't get the, the caring, really. It's a representation of your hometown. But it's not the actual hometown. They're they're there for you. And it's all owned by people who don't even live in the town and like cheat the taxes to get the stadium. Yeah. It's like a whole thing. Yeah, you know. Okay. I guess okay. We clearly have very different emotional investments in the sport. So <laughs> fingers crossed I don't upset people too much. Okay. I'm very sorry in advance. Okay. Now if we're talking horse racing. Oh, no, I would never. Okay. I would never. Okay. Horses I have, I have I major blood in the horse racing. I would so. never send a horse to a glue factory. I would very much appreciate them and give them sugar. No, I like horse that. racing. No, I'm saying that, but okay. I like, wouldn't like make fun of it the okay. way I will make okay. fun of it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, thank you for that, Jackie. I'm glad yes. we have kind of established the threshold for our knowledge and passions. Our longtime romance nerds know where we normally love to start at the very beginning. I don't want to get into too deep a dive of specific sport histories because I just think that's going to be incredibly boring, personally. I don't think anybody's going to enjoy listening to me hear about There's way too many. There's too many. So instead, I want to spend some time talking about what I think is appealing to sports in a general sense. Why do people get so fixated on these games? How do people get so emotional and invested that they cause riots when their favorite teams win or lose? Storm the field! Yeah, like, I don't get it! I don't think there hasn't been one culture, though, in the history of the world that has not invented games to play with each other. So, you know, this this whole thing is clearly fulfilling something in us at a very human level is kind of my overall point. And then I want to top it off today with a discussion of the kinds of tropes and aspects specifically in sports romance that are appealing. Because mm. clearly for some of us, it's, it's definitely not the sports. <laughs> I do not care at all. It's those tight ends. Hey, I did see that joke. I know, there you go. I don't know what a tight end does, but I know it's a joke. They're in the football lineup. I don't care. Okay. <laughs> don't make me learn things. They do things. They run. Look, I love to learn. I just don't want to learn about this. Fair enough. So. 
So it seems like the earliest depiction of sports comes from Sumer from around 3000 BCE with the discovery of stone slabs with wrestlers depicted on yeah, them. Yeah, look at you doing ancient history. I, can, I like to go back in yeah, time. Do. We can actually find quite a few signs of sports like wrestling and boxing having been practiced in early Egyptian, Indian, Chinese, and Persian artwork. Mm-hmm. Sports were obviously a big deal to the ancient Greeks since, you know, they invented the Olympics. Mm-hmm. And hopefully you've heard of that much. I have. And Native Americans are well known for having invented lacrosse, which mm-hmm. we still play too. I know yeah. that. I know it's with like a stick and a net. Yeah. Close enough. I got something. <laughs> so for thousands of years, clearly people have been playing games with each other all over the world. <laughs> I know. <laughs> it's a good pun. Playing games with each other. So some of this has been for very practical reasons. Let's get the boring out of the way. Some cultures used games and sports to test and prepare men for the military. Mm-hmm. The British Army believed sports would increase fitness, get men to bond with each other, and teach discipline and belief in a common cause. Mm. An infantry training manual from 1932 said, A platoon which plays football, runs, and boxes will be qualified to meet and overcome the stress and strain of battle. I just feel like that's how the, the okay, manual Sarge. Really Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Sir, yes, sir to you. <laughs> that would be a great book title. I'm just saying, sir, yes, sir. Yeah, I'm sure it's there. So like it or not, there is a definite link between the American military and sports. Military academies were some of the first schools to make sports a major part of student life. The Army and Navy both believed in this idea that, quote, the battles were won and lost on the playing fields of youth. The better the sports program, they reasoned, the better the soldier. So whether you agree with it or not, that's clearly the culture that has kind of taken place. So I don't, I don't really think it's a good idea for me to dive too deeply into a military mindset because it feels like it would be trouble. That's not. But just learning that little bit, a lot more about sports has made sense to me. The rules, the teamwork, the winning being very important, yes. et cetera. I think this is why something like wrestling or boxing was invented so early. It's a violent one-on-one match that pits you against an opponent. Mm-hmm. So think of other sports like fencing or jousting. They were not played at just tournaments. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, they were practice of military might. Yep. Martial so, prowess. Yeah, you know, it was a good way to practice, really. So do you want to hear a, a medieval history nerddom? I would love to, please. Okay. Okay, so in the sport of equine dressage, mm-hmm. which is really fun, really awesome to watch, and I'm always in awe whenever I watch somebody ride dressage, actually came from military horse maneuvers. That's cool. Yeah. I wonder, too, I feel like it makes it easier for you to actually battle and possibly, I don't want to say war crimes, but I feel like it's probably <laughs> actually easier to do the function of war if you've already practiced. And you oh, yeah. Kind of like, Practice makes perfect. Exactly. And like, you know, you're not some green little lad on the, the battlefield. You've played with your brothers and your friends, and now it's it's time to go up against the enemy. I, I do wonder if that if that lowers your sensitivity to it. Well, martial arts today still, too. Well, yeah. I mean, this is the mindset for, mm-hmm. like, um, Taekwondo and all that stuff. I'm sorry. I know nothing about martial arts, but I love to watch it. Um, and it's like, no, you're going to go out there and you're going to learn how it feels to be hit. And yeah. you're going to learn how to mm-hmm. properly hit somebody. So a lot and of And evade. It's not just about hitting. <laughs> no. <laughs> I mean, I think that is an important point. That <laughs> I had not ever thought about when I was watching football. But other times, sports were used to help train hunters. Yeah, exactly. Yes. There are a lot of early games that focused on skills like the throwing of a spear or other kind of projectile. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, sports were not just for fun like they are today. There were a lot of practical applications to them. So thinking about how long sports have been around and putting my anti-sports mindset kind of to the side for a second, I want to talk about three major aspects of why sports have been so important to us from from my opinion. Again, as an anti-sport person, thinking about it for a while, 
So I am sure I'm missing some. So if you want to inform me at ragingromantics at noble.org. Nice little plug. Thanks. Yes, thank you. So, you know, just let me know when I am still missing. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to say play, competition, and camaraderie are really kind of the foundational aspects of why we are so in tune with sports and games and these kind of activities with each other. Yeah. With play, most of what I know about it comes from my early childhood education classes, but it is an important need that I don't think we always acknowledge for adults, too. Yes, sports have shown to have a practical application, but sometimes they're really just fun, mm-hmm. and I think you need more of that in your life. Mm-hmm. I was terrible at 99% of sports, clearly, but you know what I did love? Tetherball. I think because it was on a string, I couldn't hurt myself as badly. Well, okay. I could, like, step out of the way. I did give myself almost a bloody nose with a tetherball, so I beg to differ See, on that so one. so I would have won if we were playing <laughs> against each other. This is true. Air hockey is still a blast. I love air hockey. Air hockey is so much fun. But you got to be careful you don't, like, stub your fingers. Oh, yeah. So there is still or, a little like, danger. Or, like, slam your hand Still a little side. danger, yeah. right? I did love things, too, like swimming and skiing when I was younger, and those are just things I don't have time or the money for today. Mm. But, They're all expensive. That's They are true. very expensive. Swimming, I could probably just jump in the, the river but then it's it's river yeah. you do live next to the lake yeah but it's where the boats are and the swans the, swan, <laughs> the swans are mean yes but there's so many benefits to play it relieves stress it's exercise that's actually fun it helps you learn and practice social skills it helps you stimulate your brain it helps you feel younger it helps break up the day in your routine it can give you something to do if you don't have anything with your day it can help you prevent burnout and help you think better mm-hmm. it's just on and on and on there are so many benefits to play that we just don't talk about yeah i think for the most part because you know we're supposed to be hard at work all the time yeah. i don't play soccer but i absolutely will get up and pace if i'm struggling with how to express a point on the podcast i got up a lot working on this one because i just <laughs> needed a second to kind of like there's something about movement that just kind of jolts your brain sometimes yeah. and shakes some thoughts it's loose. It's the blood flow. Exactly. I thought a lot about this script while I was walking my dog and other scripts. <clears throat> sometimes if there's just like a phrase I'm not quite getting right or a concept, I just go for a walk with the dog and yeah, something kind of shakes loose. So I think we're all learning the hard way that it's not actually good for any of us to spend most of the day at work and come home just to stare at screens. Mm. Sports and games are a perfect activity to accomplish all those things. And I think it's something we kind of instinctively crave, mm-hmm. whether we acknowledge it or not. Yeah. And uh, as Jackie said, with uh, Miss Competitive over there. It's competition. Look, winning feels really good. Yeah, it does. I can absolutely admit that. I'm never going to win a football game, but I can get competitive about other honestly stupid things. I did nearly tear somebody's head off at like a library trivia game before you were, I think before you were here. I got real competitive. I was like screaming. Sarah might have told me about that one. I'm a little embarrassed now (laughs) of my behavior, but I would act the exact same way. So maybe there's some magical unicorn of a person out there that does not really care about being the best at things and proving it for everybody to see, but I have not met them. Okay. (laughs) And I think for people who like that kind of struggle and stress in their life, it's really important to have another person or team to kind of overcome and to test their mettle against and to raise their their level. Tom Brady clearly needs to prove something to somebody, okay? Because He's compensating for something. I don't know if it's compensation, but I think he's got to prove something either to himself. Maybe he's got a mortal enemy I don't care to learn about particularly. But it's definitely not to his wife, okay? And look, if it, if it turns out they got divorced for any other reason besides him coming out of retirement, I will absolutely apologize on a future podcast. That is a, that is a joke. Um... <laughs> no no i will apologize i will apologize but come on like i just don't see how staying at home with his gorgeous rich wife was that awful right like you couldn't even last for a a year at home i would happily be her housewife if i had the chance oh yeah Mm -hmm. no like totally fine i'll sign whatever prenup you want i will be happy Mm -hmm. to do that giselle take care of your kids i'll bake stuff for you i don't really clean jen is a very good baker not today i burnt the cookies it's okay 
Still yeah, tastes but good. it's too strong. <laughs> and I feel like if you're going to bond with your teammates the way the U.S. military wants you to, then you're going to need a group to struggle against, right? Mm-hmm. Which leads us into, I think camaraderie is probably one of the most important aspects I don't see talked enough. As important as it is to struggle against someone, it's just as important to have people to fight with and defend. Mm. There's still a lot I don't understand about sports, but I do. I have to say, I have to share those with you guys. The one that popped instantly into my head when I was thinking about is, I think we can all relate to having some kind of us versus them moments, even if you've never played on a team. My best friend still brings up the time I had this pit bull moment for her <laughs> against this older lady who said she wasn't wearing nice shoes. Oh. And I still really vividly remember this instant surge of like, I like this furious energy. I like this indignation, like this, how dare you kind of aspect. And I just snapped back, no, her shoes are amazing. <laughs> just way too aggressively for an old lady. <laughs> you probably said it like offhandedly. And I feel like if that is just a little taste of what teammates feel on a daily basis, like, yeah, okay, sports makes so much more sense to me if that's kind of how you feel about your buddies. That being said, I think you have to actually like your buddies. So maybe not for the professional, but college, yeah. Good or bad, I think we've always had the inclination to kind of sort ourselves into some kind of group or allies. This is definitely not the platform to get into that. But we have to admit that we all have some sort of lizard brain instinct to be like, this is my group. Don't mess with my group. I'm really not going to harp on the military thing again. But again, I could see why the military focused onto sports as a way to get soldiers to bond with their troops, with their country, with their cause. College sports seem a lot more intense now knowing, okay, you're like defending your town. You're defending your pride. You're defending like the people next to you. So personally, I understand professional sports a little less because you don't have that aspects, but I will believe you if that's a a thing for you. Can I be a cynic? Please. Back to cynical Jackie. I truly don't think, okay, so I think that on some level, they're going to be like, oh yeah, camaraderie, Mm -hmm. teammates, we're all one big team. But at the same time, I firmly believe like both military generals, Mm -hmm. kings, emperors, like leaders of armies, and at the same time, like coaches and owners today half the time they really don't care they well, just that, care about they, winning yeah, and they no. just care about beating the other guy I think they're just looking for strategies to get you to win because ultimately yeah. their ultimate goal is to win but you can't tell that to the little peasants under you yeah also to some effect of like no that guy is going to kill you if mm-hmm. you don't kill him first yeah or that guy is going to take the trophy home if you don't take the trophy home but I can see the seeds of it yeah and kind of again that feeling of like this is my buddy thinking again of the library of just with how bad the climate has kind of been mm. with, you know, people outside of the library, with the public. I've kind of felt like I'm kind of closing ranks against my librarians to be like, you know, not everybody's been as nice to us as usual lately. I kind of feel like we got to stand sol- shoulder to yeah. shoulder. Like, who else is going to be there for us? That's a good point. So I think sometimes, too, with the competition aspect, with the, the idea of being under attack, I think that also makes you kind of close in ranks to be like, all right, I've got you. You've got me. There's definitely been things, too, with, like, coworker stuff where I've been <laughs> like, all right. Jackie's like my teammate now against somebody else. Like things like that with other people. Yeah. No, yeah. It sense. all bleeds in together. I just think too, because it's sports, your blood is pumping, your adrenaline is going. <laughs> I think too, it's probably even more intense. Yeah. And you've got all this pressure and you've got an actual award. Like not riches, obviously. 
But, like, you've got a trophy in place. I mean, and also there's individual sports. Yeah. So, like, equestrian is technically an individual mm-hmm. sport, unless you're in NCAA like I was, where it was um, a team sport in that each individual ride counted for a point amongst, like, the team score sort mm-hmm. of thing. And that's how it works in the Olympics, too, for yeah. national competitions. Um, but it is more of an individual sport. But I think that even in that case, it's like a team of me and the horse, right? Mm-hmm. Not to be philosophical for a moment. Or like yeah. in martial arts where it's um, a competitor and their coach. Mm-hmm. Or like a competitor is like fighting for their family or yeah. something like that. Or like, okay. And again, to be a cynic, there is a paycheck in a lot of these instances. <laughs> but probably in that moment, you're not thinking about the paycheck. You're thinking about your horse. Well, I'm thinking about winning. Well, that too, with your horse, with and your I'm buddy. thinking about not getting fucked off. <laughs> <laughs> but no, there have been moments where, okay, mm-hmm. to get philosophical, I'm like, yeah. this is the most right thing I have mm-hmm. ever felt. So, yeah. yeah. I got you. I can understand that. And so, then there's moments too where I'm like, oh my God. Well, yeah, I mean, everybody's those. Yeah. I think that's pretty normal. This, again, this is me as a not sport person trying to kind of sit down and look at it like, okay, if I was on a team, if I like teamwork, I could kind of see myself it bleeding into it. It does way. help when you like your teammates. Yeah, it does. For sure. I mean, definitely. <laughs> That's why I feel like professional athletes, it, it feels more like they're in it for themselves. Yeah. You know, that one very much to me is like, oh, paycheck. They're in it for their spot on the team. Yeah. And then the endorsements you get afterwards and the yeah. money and the attention and the fame. So I guess I'm kind of looking at this optimistically in like college and friends. So there you go. I'll be cynical, but professional for you. Okay. 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 And if you don't have anything else to add to that, we're good. Yeah. And it's my belief that that's about all the background you need on sport (laughs) romances. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Honestly, maybe even that is too much background. But that is all I was willing to think about. So there you go. (laughs) I once spent an hour reading about copyright, and I found that way more interesting than football. (laughs) Can attest. Can attest. You know, take this whole thing as you may, because the copyright copyright was way more interesting. I'm sorry. It just was. I try to get Jen to read a football romance every February for the book club to do, like, you know, sports and um, whatever. The, the, oh my God, my brain just blinked. Super Bowl. Bowl, Thank (laughs) you. I tried to say playoffs. I was like, no, that's not February. And she always tells me no. We're doing one for February. We're going to do Fake It Till You Bake It. Because it's baking. Yeah. And no, and we did Intercepted by Alexa Martin. Because I begged you. And because there was housewife drama in it. This is true. <laughs> so it wasn't begging. So are we going to talk about the wives and girlfriends? A little bit. I'll okay. Touch. I'll, okay. I can touch if you would oh, like me yes. to. Just a, a little. We'll skim. Okay. So obviously all books are different, but I'm going to say 50 to 80% of the times the sports romance is not really about the sports. Mm. It's really just the framework that drives the love story between one or more athletes. True. So yes, it is very important to the plot and characters, obviously that they're at athletes, that they're, they're playing their sport, they've got their dreams, blah, blah, blah. But I don't need to be a fan of the sport to understand the story overall. Mm-hmm. I don't know what the rules in hockey are, but I have never felt lost reading a hockey romance. I understand the bare minimum basics. One, ice. Two, fighting gets you put in a timeout. And then that's it. There's that's a all puck. You got to get the puck in the net. Oh, yeah, I guess. So that just doesn't seem as, as important to me as it's always a big conflict that they're fighting and then they have to like hug each other. That's always the thing. That's the stuff I care about. Like the puck, fine, whatever. Right? And like I understand that aspect. And I have still really enjoyed Nicole Rose's playing for Keep series. In a football romance, I skim over all the descriptions of football <laughs> plays and strategies and all the running stuff and, I don't know, the back and forth and it's like, whatever, it's cute. But, uh, yeah, I don't care. And I just focus on the aspects of Alexa Martin's playbook series that I actually care about, the Bravo Housewife-level drama. It's a great series. Yes. I love that series. I just felt so much Bravo coming <laughs> out of the pages. 
It was just so beautiful. It was really well written, too. It was great. No, Alexa Martin's awesome. And she had a husband who was a football player. Yes. So for her, it was very true to life. She yes. had all these facts and all of this kind of knowledge clinging to the pages. And I could ignore all that for the stuff I really wanted. But I still didn't feel like she was lying or I was taken out of the story. It was great. So now that I've gotten as far as I would like to with understanding sports, I would like to get to the real star of the show, the athlete and the setting. So sports romance comes in two flavors. College and professional level. Okay. Once in a while, an author will do like a high school thing with all the characters that are over 18 years old. But honestly, I'm, I'm just starting to feel way too old to enjoy those. I know. Tell me about it. Like I've college romance. I'm like, Just like, can't. please. Well, the high school especially. Just go to college. And college romance. I've been there. I've lived that. I do not want to go back to that. See, I actually kind of like the college ones. That ends up being the one I read the most because I get really nostalgic for a time that I miss. Which is I really do not funny. miss it. <laughs> I loved I loved undergrad. I, I'll say that more specifically. Grad school, I was an idiot. So my time at college obviously did not play out like any of the college romances I like to read. But you know what? I still like to revisit. I like to kind of go back and meander through my memories. Okay. okay. Uh, professional obviously deals with the big time leagues like the NFL, the NBL, any of the letters basically. So sports romances have been popular for a very long time. On top of sports being popular for a long time. Yeah. But, um, so you see them everywhere, mainstream and indie spaces. I have noticed trends, but sports in general are definitely here to stay. But, you know, for a while you might notice a big spite of hockey books. Or maybe everyone wants to get into baseball all of a mm-hmm. sudden. All sports obviously count as sports romance. But the big ones you're going to see are going to be football, hockey, basketball, and baseball. If it's a book that takes place in another country, you might see like a soccer or rugby player instead. Mm-hmm. Olympic romances get popular around the Olympics. Surprise, surprise. Mm-hmm. What a shock. Wrestling and MMA books are also super popular, but I feel I like MMA. I love MMA too. I but the th- about that. But the thing is, I don't feel like they exactly fit the aspects of sport romances I want to talk about today. Mm, so I'm going to end up saving them for a different episode. There's a lot of overlap between them, but I think there's a difference between the goals of like a football player versus a boxer. But you know what? More for another day. Okay. So we'll see if I revisit. It's just to me, if you agree or not, I feel like there's a difference between a football player running after a ball like a golden retriever versus an <laughs> MMA fighter like punching you in the face. Yes. You know, it's just different I, yeah. vibes. I also, if we're talking about goals. the vibes of mm-hmm. <laughs> if we're talking about the vibes of the book, I feel like those traditional American sport books are much more about like a woman, like the trope line, I'm sure you'll talk about mm-hmm. this later. The trope line you often see is like a woman coming into sports who is either like she's part of the team somehow so like she's social media manager has gotten really popular lately or she'll be somebody who like doesn't care at all about Mm -hmm. sports like lissa k adams the berman's book club (laughs) best book out there so good um where areas books like the mma like the boxing Mm um i even i've seen some swimming books those are more along the lines not exactly like a dark romance but they kind of have that feel they're grittier they're grittier there's different things going on they were very popular in like 2010 to 2014 era there's more of a protector warrior vibe with yeah i feel like usually the tropes of that is like they have to rescue her from her abusive husband yeah that's true they have to take her away from her her awful father you don't see a lot of running romances no i don't know if there's anything attractive about running i love running trail running i don't like running on a track i like running in the woods so anyway i'm not saying that they aren't out there but your sports like tennis golf swimming etc they're going to be less available they're not as heavy contact sports so i think they lack some of the drama of the other games outside of like a serena williams match 
So sorry to bowling fans, but it's a lot of sitting around watching someone else roll a ball down a polished aisle. I'm terrible at bowling. I actually really like bowling. I like it, but I'm, I'm not terrible good at, at it. it. Yeah, it's fun. I need the bumpers. And it's just not really anything fun to watch. So yeah, it's not going to be the same thing as the more violent, fighting shoulder to shoulder, facing off against an enemy, aspects of the game that have been more ingrained in us. You know what is entertaining to watch about bowling? The team shirts. I love a good team shirt. I love a team of bowlers when they yeah. come in with like their matching bags mm-hmm. and their shoes and they're and just like strutting their stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, oh yeah, get it, Cheryl. I think we need a bowling shirt for Raging Romantics. <gasps> Can it be a neon pink and purple? Yeah, I think okay. that'll be our next look. I'll, I'll design it. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> so when I decided to talk about sports romances today, I sat down and I had a hard look at myself about why I get so drawn to these. <laughs> I haven't really found anyone else talking about their love for this online, so please chime in if you agree or not. Jackie, just, you know, you oh, know yeah, how to don't do worry. it. Thank you. <laughs> okay. I'm going to say something real. <sighs> okay. Like, getting ready. Okay. I'm ready. I think one of the most important aspects no one likes to acknowledge, because it, it feels a little shallow, honestly. Okay. It's not okay. the, the most evolved stance I could take on Humans this. Humans aren't that evolved. No. But it feels like a grown-up version of the kinds of cool kid popular group dynamics that people think exist in high school. Okay. I am humble enough to acknowledge athletes are cooler than me, like it or not. Uh, For some dumb reason, society just values sports stars over librarians a lot more than I personally think they should. Uh, But it is what it is. So a lot of times in sports romances, the sports hero is the man on campus or on the team. He gets attention and love everywhere he goes. He's seen as very important and valuable. He makes the party when he gets to the frat house or to the club. Mm. He's got a very important job to do. So if you feel like sports are important, then he's obviously the the VIP, Mm -hmm. so to speak. Mm -hmm. Right? He's supposed to carry the team to a victory. Authors will either confirm this sort of trope or they'll kind of try to twist it by turning him into like a secret nerd or he's recently hated I after a big loss. I know that is really fun. But that attention and acclaim are always going to be on him. Mm-hmm. And like it or not, it is fun to be that cool kid, quote mm-hmm. unquote. It's a big social status thing. There's always stuff to do. And you're seen as important because he's important. Right. It's like you're bagging the mm-hmm. cool guy. Yeah. I went to a very large high school, so we didn't really have those kind of dynamics in our social circles. I feel like you can only really have the popular group if you know everyone, which didn't work in my class where we had 500 students in my senior class alone. However, (laughs) yeah, the high school was like 2,000 That's more than we had in my entire high school. (laughs) I know. So yeah, we didn't really have these dynamics. But then, and I swear to God, this is really how I interpret this, Jackie. Okay. I promise. I I was in the cool group in my library science undergrad classes. Snaps for Jen. (laughs) No, but it just sounds so ridiculous to be like, oh, yeah, guys, I was the cool kid in library science. Listen, I was Mm -hmm. so, okay, I'm going to invert your cool kid dynamic for high school because my school was so small. We were a bunch of farmers. Did you go to school with horses? No, but we all drove our tractors to school. (laughs) We had tractor day until something morbid happened and we didn't have tractor day. Um, We got in trouble when we took our trucks to school if they had mud and chains in the back because we'd been mudding. Um, But no, so we had an interesting cool kid dynamic because Mm -hmm. we had sports, but they weren't as big until like my junior year when we did go to States. Mm -hmm. The cool kids were the band and theater kids. Really? Which you're looking at a kid. How? There's always the most annoying. Exactly. Like the band in my school was kind of a weird cult. They were like very insular. They were very cliquish. They like had a weird fascination with each other that felt a little incestuous, honestly. I think because we were such a small school, we had Maybe, so okay. many kids in band. Because we had to do choir mm-hmm. or band until like ninth grade. Okay. Um, and then most of us just stuck in band the mm-hmm. entire time. Like the entire trombone section, they were the football. Well, we didn't have football because we were so small. They so were the weird. soccer and baseball kids. <laughs> so 
weird. And then theater, we were always trying to get guys into theater because, of course, there were no guys. And mm-hmm. we did um, um, Grease, and we were like, okay, we need all the guys we can get in this production mm-hmm. as possible. So we pulled all the soccer players in. <laughs> Wow. It was great. That's pretty amazing. Well, I'm glad we both have experience with being yes. in a cool group. So to <laughs> We're speak. not cool anymore, We're guys. Cool people. Yeah, all the, the bloom is off. I'm not <laughs> cool anymore. So, and you know what? In hindsight, too, maybe the rest of my classmates found us annoying and didn't say so. But I ha- <laughs> like I have to say, there was a group of us that the professors just seemed to like the best. Yeah. It felt like we were the smartest, the most dynamic, the most like sparkly ones in the program is how I kind of okay, remember it feeling. Okay, don't toot your own horn anymore. That's what I mean. But it, like we meshed the most out of everyone else. Yeah, we were yeah. very much a click. And I think about that all the time when I read these college romances, when the team is doing their slow walk into the cafeteria or the frat house, <laughs> right? It's just this cool... <laughs> intoxicating feeling we were like the it kids in library science which existed i feel like i'm gonna have to promote it's a real thing i'm not crazy but you know what it's also all fake i only talked to one person from that group now yeah i wouldn't even know how to get in touch with some of those people from back then Mm -hmm. i went to grad school and i immediately turned into a boring student and couldn't connect with anybody i kind of just like kept my head down and waited for it to be over (laughs) but while it lasts it is a very heady feeling to feel Mm -hmm. very special and important That is something I try to recapture with these sports romances. For some dumb reason, there are no library science program romance books. I don't know why. So my next best thing is sports romance books. And while I am feeling petty and shallow and nostalgic, that is where I reach for. And if no one else is admitting it, I will. It's just a thing. Nobody is going to say so. Sometimes you do want to be the popular kid or whatever your idea of that is from your experience or from media. Mm -hmm. Anyway, I know I said like a lot of he he he's he sees for a lot for the athlete. I do want to acknowledge that there are female athletes too, but for some reason they did they they just tend to get paired up with other athletes a lot. I don't know if you've noticed that in your books. Mm. And I have not found enough female jock male nerd stories for myself to compare and contrast. So if you have any, send them on down. But the dynamic for this could work for that too. I'm just using the pronouns I see used the most. I will say I am on Spicy Book Talk. Obviously, everybody right. knows that by now. Um, and there is like queer Spicy Book Talk is like increasingly showing mm-hmm. up on my For You page. Yeah. And I have been seeing a lot more um, like uh, women loving women yeah. sports books. See, that's what I mean. I think it has to be queer so you don't have to fall prey to the same dynamics that we're Okay, just so you used know what? To. This is a call to authors. You know what I would love <laughs> to see? Go for okay, it. we're talking US women's soccer team mm-hmm. at the Olympics or at some big sporting event and either like rivals to lovers with um we can be hetero, we can be non-binary, but I would just love to see somebody like who leads the women's soccer team mm-hmm. and she like falls in love with her rival on the field like the rival coach Mm -hmm. another player I don't know something like that that'd be really good the coach would be a little weird but like overall on on the other team yeah but if she's a player so like like US women's yeah player I know know everybody's adults but still that could be weird like team secrets or something I don't know exactly oh 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 so that's you want the 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 treachery yeah okay all right like in She's the Man yeah. on the last at the last movie where she like has to take her shirt off. She's like, I'm a girl. And then yeah, that sort okay. of dynamic. Cool. Like big reveal on the field. Well, you, now you know authors what you gotta do for okay. Jackie for Christmas. <laughs> Please. So, anyway, with my most embarrassing point out of the way, now okay. that I've exposed myself as a Thank shallow you. person. Thank you for sharing. Thank you. Yes. I also want to point out that honestly the dedication and effort that the athletes put towards being the best they can be is extremely attractive. Mm. If I can be honest, which I hope I can be. Until you're <laughs> dating somebody like that and then it's that not I was gonna bring that in yeah and in books that focus is always turned on full force of their partner too there is just something about a very intense determined person that yeah can feel intimidating at times but it's also very attractive yeah 
yeah. I can't think of another adjective, but like it's just like, yeah, it's attractive. So intense. it's intense. It's impressive to be around people who want to be at the top of their fields, who are at the top of their fields, no matter what field it is or what field they're on. Yeah. <laughs> That's why I really was one of the cool kids in library science because I liked school and I liked being good at it, which was cool in there. <laughs> and like Jackie said, of course, this is less realistic in real life, as we've <laughs> seen with uh, Tom Brady. Seriously. Who cannot turn any of that focus to his real life wife, apparently. Ooh. But, you know, that's why we read fictions, not autobiographies. <laughs> But as one of my friends put it when I talked to her about this, thank you very much to Susha, you can't really hate passionate people trying their best. Mm. And I do think that is a major point. I like a person with hobbies and goals. They just end up being more interesting. Plot-wise, it's going to be a lot more intriguing in the story. Instead of people just drifting page to page to page, blah, blah, blah. That's true of most people in real life, but there's a lot of work you have to do. Lots of working out, studying sessions, practice, traveling, the game days, the media requirements. It also adds some nice friction to the plot because there's less time the characters can spend together. And it's not like in real life where real people sacrifice having a normal life, friends, hobbies, goals, and the pursuit of whatever sport they choose. Mm. I read Olympic athletes are so good because that is literally all they do. Mm -hmm. So that, that's literally it. I think that was something... Um, Simone Biles had really mm -hmm. struggled with was she didn't really have a life outside of gymnastics. I really like gymnastics. Sorry. <laughs> no, honestly, those people were amazing. They are so amazing. So yeah. when I was at Georgia, we had mm -hmm. one of the top women's gymnastics team, collegiate teams, and they were so amazing to watch. But yeah, it's dedication. So mm -hmm. we would get in for morning workouts at 530. Yeah. They would have already been there since like 435 mm -hmm. o'clock doing pre-workout, workout one. Yeah. Then they would do, you know more practice then they would go to class and then they'd come back for another workout then mm -hmm. they'd go to class and they'd come back for rehab and then they'd go to class and then they'd go eat dinner and like all of that it's so admirable but at the same time if that was me i would much rather lock myself into a pool full, full of barracuda than let that be my life it's dedication it's dedication it's not for everybody it's not for me but it's still like good job simone yeah seriously Jeez. gymnastics yeah. people really mm -hmm. okay all athletes i really admire yeah. you because like Susha said, it's they're passionate people yeah. trying their best about what they're really mm -hmm. passionate about. And I can admire that in fiction because you can also force some kind of work-life balance on them that they would not Isn't be able possible. to apply to in real life. There's like, okay, yeah. there's like 28 hours in a fictional day yeah. versus real life 24 exactly. hours. You can do whatever you want. Yeah, you of course you have lots of time to hang out with your girlfriend and make her the focus of your attention yeah. instead of leaving your wife. Yeah. I don't know why that bothers me so much. I do not care about Tom Brady. I've never talked about Tom Brady this much. When I, I saw legitimately in six years, I've never heard her utter his name. I don't know a hundred percent if I'm saying it right or spelling you, it. You I want to say Tom Bundy. <laughs> I have to keep correcting myself in my head, but I'm just so mad that this guy was finally done with his career. He has like three hundred million dollars. I know he's <sighs> won stuff. I know he's a big deal. I guess I I'm like, at what point does it end? You can't be with your Victoria's Secret supermodel wife. Like, you got to leave and, like... And you're, what, three beautiful children? Yeah. And it's no. not like he's... I know he's, like, a prize career-wise, but face-wise, no. I should not have said that. It was really too mean. No, <laughs> no, he definitely wasn't. <laughs> nah, I won't cut that out. <laughs> and I want to kind of lean back into what Jackie was saying about um, queer romance. Because I think one of the things that I love the most about sports romances is depending on the author's goals, it just depends on what kind of plot they want to make, it can end up challenging views of masculinity and straight mm. and queer romance. Mm -hmm. If an author wants to explore some themes, challenge some views, you really can't get more masculine than characters like sports stars or cowboys, honestly. Like when you think of like the pinnacle of, of, of macho culture, 
machismo. Yeah, it's like what else is there? It's the, like those are the things you want to challenge and break. Yeah. Right. So just look at our own mythology about them. I think that's one of the many reasons Lissa K. Adams was just so effective with her first bromance book club book. She had a lot to say about her baseball star hero. Right. Yeah. If you don't remember from previous episodes we've talked about, Gavin had no idea he was not actually giving his wife orgasms. Mm-hmm. That can be a struggle for any man. But I think there were more important layers at and on when you consider he was hitting home runs at work, but not at home. But another banger. <laughs> You just don't expect that sort of thing from male athletes. Right. Right. Whenever I read sports romances, yes, there is a lot of talk of things like stamina, endurance, or a, a willingness, shall we say, of uh, seeing things through. And then the author will turn around and make them secretly sensitive or afraid of being emotional with their boys, acknowledging mental health struggles. I think it's really cool that there's a lot of authors who kind of take the sports romance trope, consider what sports means to us in our culture, mm. and just use that to then challenge a lot of macho stereotypes men might have to put up with. Yeah. I like it. Thank you. So, as much as I like those aspects, there is okay. only there's really only one thing that I want to kind of point out okay. as a as a sticking point for me. Something You're I, a cynical get me. Just one, just okay. one that I really do not like about sports romances. I feel like authors can get a little lazy or stereotypical when they write the secondary female characters around male athletes. Somehow there's always a ton of women that are just oh. dying to sleep with the with a college quarterback and maybe I just went to the wrong school, but I never heard about anybody being that desperate to have sex with the college sports stars at my school, but it's a constant issue in these books, whether they want to be a playboy or not. There's always somebody who wants to have like just really a one night stand. It's not even that like, Oh, I want to be your girlfriend. It's always like, no, I want to bag the quarterback. Okay, so can I weigh in from an NCAA school? Oh, sure. Yeah, actually I am. Yeah, because I I was wondering, maybe I just went to a bad school. Who didn't care? I think there was a lot of that, especially amongst certain circles and even more strangely amongst the athletes themselves. Mm. And so, for instance, the swimmers were huge at Georgia. Mm-hmm. And there was a lot to be said when you got to be with a swimmer. Okay. And it almost kind of lent you like this air of gravity. Is so it as like much a, like a social status thing? Yeah, okay. it's social status. So like what you were saying like earlier. You mark them off a scoreboard. Yeah. Mm. Hey. Um. And I think that for what you were saying earlier, where there's this kind of like, yeah, you get somebody who's so intense and all this Mm -hmm. sort of stuff. I think it was genuinely like you're with the cool kid. Like we're back Mm -hmm. in high school. You're dating the college or the high school quarterback. You have his letterman's jacket. So I'm kind of glad that exists somewhere. I guess not everywhere. Because like I said, it wasn't a thing in my school. And it exists in the um, professional horse world as well. Oh, good to know. Yeah. Good to know. I'm glad we can chime in with the horse professional. Buckle there. bunnies, you know what I mean? <laughs> I, I will admit I had no idea who the sports stars are ever. I, I am so tired, though, of these chatty, jealous women that end up being so grateful to spend the night with the hockey player that they write about in these books. It just is very one-dimensional. Mm. It's very lazy writing to me. It's just kind sure. of these... It, it feels like a lame attempt to uphold how special the heroine is. Like, ooh, look, she doesn't fawn over the hero. Ooh, she doesn't sleep with him right away. Do you think it's internalized misogyny? Some Sometimes. I don't I don't want to go that far with all the authors. I think sometimes it is just lazy writing. They yeah. just kind of want to show, hey, she's not like other girls. Pick me, girl. Look at that. Hey. Right? And this is definitely a problem in a lot of romance. I don't want to just call sports romance right. out. But it does feel like this is 
particularly pervasive and i think it is because you have the fame you have the prestige you have kind of this cool girl cool cool guy kind of aspect of the sports world so it just feels a little more pervasive as like all right i'm gonna do a lot of lazy characterization have like every woman on campus want to get with this guy except the one girl who wants nothing to do and so that's the one he chases yeah yeah and again it is a thing in romance we can see that in a lot of other kind of tropes but I see it like in every single sports one. Yeah, and, and it's then, a little, it's a little annoying, and it's just lazy drama. And it's like, oh no, the heroine has to confront the twenty women the hero has slept with, and oh no, there's fake cheating drama, and it's getting old. And I just wish authors would try harder to make different kinds of conflict. So, can I confess something? I came to the realization lately. Please, I love confessions. I hate the third act breakup. Okay, I hate it mm. so much yeah and i think that sports romances especially are Mm -hmm. like they do the third act breakup so much so for any listener who doesn't know what i'm talking about the third act breakup is when in a romance book it's usually around so if you have like a 200 page book it's like the 175 page where the heroine's like i can't be with you for x reason or like the hero's like no you're too good for me that sort Mm -hmm. of thing and then obviously it's a romance book so they end up together right yeah I really hate it because it shows a lack of communication in your relationship. What a shock. Uh, Seriously. And it's also just like, come on, guys. Just talk about it. I think it depends because I am guilty in loving a grovel. And I think sometimes that's an excuse for the third act breakup. It's just so the hero has to come crawling back over broken glass. As as they would say in the bromance book club, we run for the grand gesture. (laughs) And I mean, there's nobody who can run like an athlete. This is true. You know, this is true. Hey. But I do see your point. I think, again, it depends on the writing. It depends on the author. How lazy are they going to let themselves be? Is there really no other problem you could possibly have? And if we mesh our hatreds together, it is so popular, I think, Mm -hmm. in sports because there is that, like, other woman aspect that seems to always get drawn out, especially Mm -hmm. in, like, um, basketball or football Mm -hmm. romances where – they are like accused of cheating or like yeah. this woman is found in their hotel room at an away game or something like and that. And I get it because at least with professional sports, there's real money and fame. Yeah. College, I don't think you have an excuse. Like who is really that desperate to sleep with a 20-year-old? You can actually make money now and co- oh, in collegiate sports. Yeah. Oh, that's good. Honestly, that's good because I yeah. don't understand why these kids were breaking their bodies to make millions of dollars yeah. for college. Like no. I did think that was kind of criminal. That was a big thing. They are now getting paid. Okay, good. As of like 2021, I think. Well, good. I'm glad I learned something new. Yay, Yay college. But otherwise, I still don't understand the obsession to, to go after, again, the 20-year-old. The like, what do they really know? <laughs> <laughs> okay. But that is my one problem. I'm very glad you let me share that with you. Thank you. Overall, though, there's a lot of things about sports romance that even a not-sport fan like myself can appreciate. So if you get sick of the usual holiday cheer this month, I hope I convinced you to, hey, grab one from Kindle Unlimited Go check out your local library. See what kind of sports romance you can find. There really is a sport and trope for everyone to like in this field. Hey, thank you. Thank you. So I hope that I convinced you guys to give it a go. So Do, do a round. So what are some of your favorite uh, romance books, sports romance books. Oh God, I there's authors, you know, more than books. Like, yeah, I that's loved true. Jen Frederick, Nicole Rose has done some really good ones. I, Alexa Martin forever. Oh yeah, I know I've already said it once, but I do really love that football one because I just love Housewives. <laughs> it's my two favorite things. It's it's sports romance. It's Bravo Housewives. Yeah. It gave me those vibes. It's a good one. Mm-hmm. I would say Helena Hunting. Oh, She's like lesser known now, mm-hmm. I would say. But she yeah. was huge in the For hockey For a while, scene. yeah. I don't know what kind of happened to her. That I think because she's doing she's doing another one of those pivots to the more yeah. serious mainstream romance. Yeah. But no, I have definitely read Pucked It. 
I love that mm-hmm. series. Pucked off, pucked, pucked it, off. pucked. I think it's fun too, just because it's like it's punny. <laughs> Would you know? but, um, <laughs> and then yeah like jen was saying i think kindle unlimited is getting really big yeah. in sports romance right now and i think we're seeing a resurgence of hockey yeah because um, a lot of hockey. like i said with that hannah grace book mm-hmm. i think it's becoming a lot more popular but it's all gonna come around people will get tired of hockey then they'll go back to football oh, they'll yeah. start to see baseball again i it just it's nice to me that okay sports forever will be a thing it just depends on the the sport itself and the game Oh, there's monsters in sports. I forgot I about know. that See, crossover. I just love how romance is still meshing together. Yes. It's so beautiful. we have the Leviath- Leviathan Fitness mm-hmm. series by Ashley Bennett, <laughs> oh which God. the first one I think is a Fitness. werewolf. Ooh. Uh, it might be like Omegaverse okay. too. And then the second one is Tentacles and Triathlons. And I think it's queer. So that's oh. fun. Yeah. Um, Kennedy Ryan is great. Oh, yeah. What was that one that we were doing? I think we did it for like the Cougars mm-hmm. and it was like the apartment and the rugby player. Not for you. Okay. It was really good. JT Gessinger. I loved that one. I think so. Yeah. Okay. She's written a lot of different She's things. She's done a lot of dark romance too. Mm-hmm. But I really like, I like a good rugby one. Yeah. Um, and then there was you the other one. You gave me that one rugby. I thought you gave me that one a Spanish one. Yes. Mm-hmm. I was just about to say that and yeah. I can't remember the author to save my life. I don't remember liking it that much. That's why it's You not didn't really, like it. Yeah, I didn't. <laughs> I think it just, again, was one of those, the writing was like iffy for me. The Forbidden Man. Oh, that one. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yes. So that was The Forbidden Man by Karina Hall, and okay. it was an age gap, and she was like the sports med, and mm-hmm. he was a soccer player. Again, it's interesting to me that so many of these meet cute kind of couple moments is, yeah, like related to the sport. Yeah. I guess that makes sense, because again, if you are a professional athlete, if you're not going to the club and partying like a, you know, like a stereotype, you probably don't meet too many people. Yeah. Yeah. You gave it two stars. Mm-hmm. You did not like it. No. Yeah. I think that one of the things I don't see enough with the athletes is people who don't know they're they're famous. Because mm. I could definitely come across a famous athlete and not know it. Oh yeah, I get mm-hmm. you. I get you. Yeah, it's a trope. I feel like I've read some of those. But There's I some, no but I wish there were more of them because they are fun of being like, "You lied to me about being wealthy," which I'm like, I wish I had that problem. It's like I wish. I wish. I I'd still wish. be mad. Look, I get the anger, but I would <laughs> forgive him after a grovel. Yep. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, thanks, Jen. No problem. I was happy to do it. I hope that guy that gave you guys like a nice little break in your holiday season to think about sports. So, Jackie, do you want to tell us what the final episode of the year is going to be? Oh, Christmas tree. Oh, Christmas tree. We're going to look at Christmas tree farms. I think this is a good time to mention. I'm a little bit of a Grinch around the holidays. And I am not. I am Cindy Lou Who oh, through and through. Um, and I have been reading so many Christmas tree farm romances this year. So many being like four. Um, <laughs> that I want to talk about Christmas tree farms. And I have been diving into the history of the Christmas tree. I can't wait a whole hour. <laughs> it's actually really interesting. Okay. I believe and you. I, believe and you. Okay. I, and I, I contacted, won't be so cynical. I contacted my ecology friend, my environmental specialist friend. I was like, hey, Adam. Shout out to Adam. I was like. What can you tell me about Christmas trees? And he gave me like a bunch of information. So, all right. Well, I am actually looking forward to that. I will try not to be too grumpy about the season. I'm going to give you a book to read. Okay. It's a romance book, obviously. Oh, good. Okay. 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 Yeah. yeah, We're (laughs) good. Like, don't give me a tree book. No, I'm keeping the Christmas tree book for myself. Perfect. Well, that sounds amazing. Thank you again to all of our beloved romance nerd listeners. We love you. We've had such a good year with you, and we are really looking forward to ending it on a smash. (gasps) Christmas. All right, Jen. Well, what do we always say? Rage on! Bye, guys.
soccer cougar romance. That's not what I wanted. <laughs> <laughs> Let's stick with Goodreads. That's a safe one. Nope, that was not what I wanted. Listen, at least you're doing this on your own computer. It's not on your work computer where Michelle would look at Milf you. Milf online. <laughs> okay, anyways. Um, 